if you believe that what the church has come to understand about the incarnation of the Word of God in the person of Jesus, if you believe that that is true, then you have to take Mary very seriously, joyously, but also seriously. In its earliest years, the church wrestled with trying to grasp at a deeper level exactly what the implications were to say that God became man in Jesus Christ. As you may well be aware, some argued that it was just God pretending, a show. Others argued that God just made a superman, but he wasn't really divine. But the church held fast to what it discerned to be the truth, that in the person of Jesus Christ exists both God and man. And the hows and the wherefores are truly beyond our comprehension. But that the church was certain that this must be held fast to remained its strong teaching from very early on. Once that was settled, then the question of how Mary fits into that enormous mystery became the subject of the church's reflection. The very first and clearest bedrock of the church's teaching about Mary is that if Jesus Christ is indeed God, then Mary is indeed the mother of God. And in reflecting upon that, the church came to understand that in the conception of Jesus in the womb of the Virgin Mary, she was not simply uh, a reservoir of DNA and human material out of which God fashioned a person, a body, for his son. Because that's not what motherhood is all about. It's a part of it, but it's not its totality. And if Jesus was to be truly God and man, then in his very human nature, he had to appropriate all of that from his mother Mary. And that appropriation of the totality of what it means to be a human being coming from his mother Mary establishes her in a unique role in salvation history. Salvation could not have happened without her. That's why the great feast of the Annunciation is so important, because it was entirely up to her free choice to enter into this amazing, frightening, awesome experience, to say yes to God, to give herself over body and soul to the mystery of the Incarnation. And that transformed everything. It's because she is the mother of God 
the mother of the incarnate word, that all the rest of the implications the church has learned and discerned about her over many ages flow. Her role as mediatrix of grace, her role as supreme intercessor on our behalf. Everything mentioned about her in the scriptures points to her unique role, but it always points to it insofar as she is mother of Jesus, never because of anything she is on her own. In Mary, God refashioned human nature to be the image of what he had originally intended, which is why the scriptures and the church's tradition see her as the new Eve, humanity restored and recreated as it was intended to be. And as the new Eve, Mary stands for at the head of a great multitude of humanity. We are not refashioned in the same way as she was at her conception, but we are refashioned by grace and the power of the Holy Spirit through faith, baptism, and participation in the sacraments of the church so that we too one day will enter into that great state of redemption fully and be refashioned as the new humanity after the pattern of the incarnate Word of God in Jesus and his mother Mary. That's why she plays so central a role in the church's life and mission, in the church's prayer and intercession, and why the church calls us to open our hearts to the mystery of her presence in our lives, that she may be a source of comfort, support, and grace for us all. So on this great solemnity of Mary, the mother of God, let us ask her intercession on us all, that we may follow her Son ever more closely each and every day of our lives, and so come to that final great consummation of all things that is the heaven that awaits us.